everybody, welcome to the 57th episode of In The Between. My name is Danny. And this is Nadia. And this week is Fashion Revolution Week, so we'll be talking a little bit about um, what Fashion Revolution is and about our relationship with clothes and things we've read surrounding it. Yes. So uh, our interest was piqued when we saw this one story trailer mm, on Netflix. Yes. Okay, I'm forever trolling Netflix for things to watch. <laughs> but I don't know. We've just had like... a lot of episodes that Oh yes, dedicated to TV. Daddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, one stories is uh, about stories of people wearing things yeah. or like their relationship with clothes. Yeah. And, and it's based on this book by Emily Spivak. So this one is the mm. second um the second one, the first one was called Worn Stories and it was a whole project that she did where she would collect stories of people and their garments for years and then she dedicated this specific one to the people of New York mm. and how she loves people watching and she loves seeing how um, New York leaves an imprint on people's clothes as well as how people leave um, imprints on their clothes. Yeah. So it's really beautiful, um, lots of little snippets about um, material culture and, and, and how clothes become places for memory and for meeting the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for us, we have some favourites in our wardrobes, right? Because yes. I've definitely <laughs> seen you in things, like yes. repeatedly, and you've seen me in repeated <laughs> things. Because, like, for this... I mean, I wore this for our last trip together to, oh gosh, to Melbourne, yeah. like when we went to present our yeah our presentation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is a really nice blazer jacket dress. Yeah, and I love it because it's so roomy and airy. But it still it looks, looks smart. It, yeah. it still looks smart. Yeah, I, I think I really love that. I don't like wearing very tight things because I'm just thinking, like, why can I take it off? <laughs> um, and you know that there's some clothes when like, you go home and you immediately want to strip it off your body because it's just so uncomfortable. But then they're the ones that you kind of want to lounge in. And I think the past year has taught us that, like, laundry clothes are fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's try to make pajamas, like, a thing to wear outdoors and things like that. Yeah. And I know you're wearing something that has um, good memories for you as yeah. well. Yeah, so I purposely wore this uh, beautiful blue uh, poplin shirt mm. that is actually shaped like a work, a work smock or, yeah, like a chore jacket and has two big patch pockets mm -hmm. on the front. Oh, pockets are so important. Yeah. yeah. Mine has two big pockets too. And pleats. So it's really modelled after a historical smock top. And mm. I really love it because I bought this like five, six years ago when I was in London. It's from this shop called And Other Stories. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's... I guess it's still considered high street, but I mean, I've kept it for so many years and I like the material, it's cotton poplin, it's a natural material and I've managed to keep it with me for a long time. Mm. Um, the colour still looks good and yes, yeah, so it's just one of those things where thinking about the things that you buy... Um, can really result in you keeping them a lot longer. Yeah. And I remember I bought this because I bought this in London. It was in pounds, so I'm always I was always translating it into Singapore dollars. Has to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I was working uh, part time, so yeah. you know I had really had to think very hard about the things that I would be buying. And yeah. we were doing a lot of conversations around our sustainable fashion as well. So it all fed into this like kind of really not pressure but like you really had to think about 
the decisions you made around clothes. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting that you're wearing and other stores. I'm wearing Cos actually. I mean, this dress is from Cos, and they're from the same company yeah. that H and M is from. Um, so sometimes we get the question like, oh, you know, it's really bad to buy from fast fashion. But I think if you buy from a fast fashion label, but you think hard about the purchase and you take care of it and you keep it for a long time and you wear it over and over again, it gives you pleasure. Why not? That's I, my take on it. I, I also think that because we're driven so much by data, when mm. merchandisers see that certain things are being bought in numbers and some certain things are not that's when people pay attention and I guess that's what fashion revolution is also trying to do, mm-hmm. right? To kind of like make people move in big manners because this data is gonna affect the future production of fashion. Yeah, definitely. What could you tell us more about the top that, or the panel you're going to be oh, on. Oh, yes. So, um, we start the Fashion Revolution Week in Singapore today, Tuesday. And tonight, there'll be a talk about using fashion ways to scale. So, there's a, there's a talk and different activities throughout the week. I'm mm. really excited to see quite a few. Like, we had um, an ex-student of ours, Elisa Lim, who mm-hmm. um, does... Will and Well. Yes, Will yeah. and Well. And, like, uh, designs for adap- like adaptive wear. So she'll be talking on Thursday, for example. I think Thursday? No, sorry, on Saturday as well. So hers would be the first panel talk, and I'll be in the second panel talk where we'll be answering the question, do Singaporeans care about sustainable fashion? (laughs) I think Singaporeans care about getting a good deal. Yeah, Yeah, we were just talking about how, like, our own practices. So I was telling Danny that I don't think I have sustainability at the forefront of my purchasing uh, decisions. Um... But then she was like, yeah, but you buy secondhand. And I thought, yeah, I do that because I want a good deal. <laughs> I, I don't like paying full price. Um, but I guess that's my my approach. And, you know, maybe subconsciously I'm thinking, like, about caring for the environment. I'm not sure. Um, but I certainly try not to buy things that I know I'll only get a few wears out of. Because if I do that, chances are I didn't like it that much to begin with. Right? So maybe being sustainable is also about knowing what you like, what you enjoy wearing, and then just taking maximum advantage of a piece of clothing that's made. Yeah, yeah. I think that there are definitely lots of conversations around this, especially because um, I, I think we've mentioned it before, people who can afford to buy slow fashion or who mm. can afford to buy um, more expensive, more responsible uh, materials, for example, are not the same as like maybe teenagers who are still exploring their identity um, or... Um, people who just don't have a lot of spare money for for fashion in the first place, so they would be the main consumers of fast fashion. So I guess the... I mean, we've been having this conversation ever since Rana Plaza happened in 2013, Mm -hmm. and we're still figuring it out in different ways, right, Mm. through different parts of the system. I guess that's the point of reminding us yearly about fashion revolution. I'm also thinking about, like, you know, thinking about, you know, teenage years and things like that. So I remember when I was um, in college and I went on exchange in Paris, they used to have these wonderful vintage shops, like in Le Marais. And I would go and I would be like, oh my gosh, there's so much that you can choose from, to buy from. But I don't think that even as I was buying from these vintage stores that I was very sustainable in doing so. Because you then feel like, since I'm not spending that much money on these, like, secondhand items then they can be rather throwaway as well, you know? Mm. So I, I'm just saying that it's not enough to think like, oh, fast fashion labels, bad, vintage, good. Um, it's not so clear-cut. No, it's not. Yeah, and I, I think it really boils down to your own purchasing and wearing habits. 
and kind of holding yourself accountable to what you're doing personally um, and figuring out for yourself I think the most important thing is like what you like yeah because it really starts from there well, yeah, yeah. I, I think as well um, when I was much younger I and I have more energy I would like rent a space <laughs> I feel at, that so hard <laughs> okay I'll rent a space at the flea markets let's say at Tangling Mall yes and actually you know who you would see? you you see all these different micro economies like domestic yeah. workers mm-hmm. they That's will right. like uh, set up a little store and like sell their items and then buy other yeah. items and and I think that still happens in places like Lucky Plaza, which is another space where a lot yes. of domestic workers um, spend their free days. And, um, and and the garments are very cheap. They're like a dollar, two dollars. But they do get circulated. Mm. And it's also kind of like a, a side business, I guess, to to allow them to, to do... It's a small entrepreneurial um, yeah. bit that they do. And it's also very social. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have actually laid down like a mat at Tangling Mall, Shopping Centre, right? Like in the curved like, yeah, yeah, yeah. corridor thing yes. to sell clothes. Yeah, it's ruthless there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one dollar. Oh my gosh, yes. The... Yeah, they are just like but... five. Oh, please, one, you know? Like, <laughs> I definitely had that experience before. Um, yeah, so I think clothes, um, from just our conversation, you can see that clothes have this journey that they take. Um, so it's also about, like Danny said, like how we imprint our lives on the clothes themselves, um, how they have traveled. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought also to just, I mean, we didn't think that to talk about this, but about the domestic workers. Mm-hmm. You were telling me about this exhibition you went to that was really awesome. Oh my gosh, Do you yes. want to talk a bit about that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, um, it, it was just a really interesting exhibition that, talked about material as in like the basis was material culture so mm. it was called the migrant worker uh, community museum mm. and they sourced for different objects that could tell the migrant experience through these objects so you didn't really see um, much clothing displayed it was um, mostly the objects that they used for work and you enter the exhibition with their luggage where they kept all their belongings to bring to Singapore. So, yeah, so the facilitators were Alfian Saad, Vitya Subramanian, and Zulkairi Zulkifli. And the uh, six migrant workers, but there were only five who attended the um, the panel talk because one of them was, um, I think, stuck in the dormitory. Um, so the curators were Rubel Fazeli, um, a migrant worker from Bangladesh, I believe. Yeah, Yulia Andang from Indonesia, May to Zin from uh, Myanmar, Nina Rotello, and she's called, she calls herself cute, uh, Yu Ming, so I think he was the one who was not around, and so Tzu Wei. Both, mm. both of them actually were not around, and they were stuck in the dorms. So they did this whole community project um, throughout the, um, in the last few months, um, sometimes from distance and sometimes uh, physically, and they would do these different exercises to think about um, the objects that represent the migrant experience mm. and yeah and, and I got into a conversation also about this like micro economies that have to do with like swapping clothing or with um, selling second hand clothing and yeah. all these are very interesting practices that happen kind of like in the margins of our main Singaporean society 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, um, I oftentimes, like, you know, some clothes that don't fit me anymore, I will pass on to my helper, Julia. And, you know, she would she would say like, oh, you know, I, I can't wear this and that, but can I pass it to my, oh, yes, you know, can I pass it to my yeah. friend or my it's cousin? Yeah. Uh, can I pass it to, like, uh, help her next door? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead, right? I mean, for me, I think it's just great to have that second life breathed into the clothing. Um, and then from, like, as time goes by, I also kind of know, like, what she likes <laughs> and, like, you know, what she would want. And um, so, yeah, so it's, I think it's, it's wonderful, this idea that, you know, these things live on um, because they still have their utility and sometimes it's just about like you know not fitting in anymore um, and rather than having it sit in the wardrobe you know it could be donated it could be recycled you know yeah. it could have a second lease on life yeah. yeah i i do like i do like it more when it's personal like for example when you give it straight to um, somebody somebody yeah. because when we donate them to big organizations you know where they go the the travel the the yeah the journey is just it just kind of gets yeah. lost. It's very hard to, to trace. Yeah, and I remember when I was younger, like my aunt or my older cousins would give me clothes, and I loved it. Oh yeah, me it's too. like you know, it's like, like a bag of new clothes oh, was like, uh, yeah, or even just like they wanted here? before, and then you're like, I've seen you wear, it and I love it so much, and that's <laughs> mine, right? There's just this idea about passing down that's like wonderful. Um, it's like pre-selected, yeah, but with like provenance, <laughs> you know exactly where it came from. So I think that's all we have today. That was like a meandering conversation to somewhere where we didn't think we would go. Um, but I think it worked out. And we so appreciate you joining us um, for every vodcast or podcast, if that's um, what you prefer. So thank you very much. And please follow us at In The Between. See you next time. Bye. Bye.